We started uh, two weeks ago looking at these miracles that are associated uh, with uh, Calvary. Uh, and this morning we're going to look at this, uh, this third uh, miracle uh, that uh, we have here uh, that uh, is in this uh, line of, uh, of wonders. We actually read the same passage last week, uh, Matthew chapter 27, uh, verse 51, uh, that tells us uh, that the veil of the temple was torn, uh, and then it tells us, and the earth shook, and the rocks were uh, split. And so uh, we have this uh, great um, earthquake uh, that took place in conjunction with uh, the, uh, the crucifixion uh, of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and as I've thought about these miracles, and uh, as we move, continue to move, we've got uh, three more uh, of uh, these miracles, uh, I, I've often thought, as I think about them, the thought comes through my mind about those who were there. Um, you know, it's pretty uh, awe-inspiring for me uh, as we come through them uh, a week at a time. Uh, as we start, you know, two weeks ago uh, talking about darkness, uh, last week talking about uh, the veil uh, being torn in the temple from the top to the bottom. This week uh, we're going to look at the earthquake. Uh, it's pretty awe-inspiring uh, to consider them one at a time uh, a week apart. Uh, but to imagine having, uh, having been uh, in, in present uh, and basically having all these events uh, just take place uh, at one time. Uh, everybody there uh, may have not understood what was going on, but they knew something was different uh, about that uh, crucifixion. Something was different uh, on uh, that day. The darkness, uh, probably many of them didn't immediately know uh, about the veil of the temple uh, being torn, uh, but... Um, uh, that earthquake, uh, I, I personally, has anybody here ever been in an earthquake? I, I mean, we've had several here, and uh, I think I slept through them. Uh, you know, I, I don't, uh, you, know, uh, they, they, you know, we have, you know, lately we've been having, uh, you know, more reports of them being in this area. Uh, I never have been uh, in, uh, in an earthquake. Uh, I have uh, some kind of uh, distant relative, I'm not even sure he's actually a, a relative exactly, uh, blood relative anyway, uh, that lives in California. Uh, and uh, he got stationed out there with the Navy and just stayed there. Uh, and, and I've heard him talk about, uh, you know, they, they have them out there like we have, you know, rain showers. Uh, you know, and, and I've heard him talk about, you know, being out mowing the yard and, and all of a sudden the ground under your feet go to jello. Uh, and he said it's, the, it's just this. He said it's just a kind of a, a, a sickening feeling to you know just kind of all of a sudden the ground under you just you know we're not used to that. Uh, you know we we think about a lot of natural things that may happen, thunderstorms and that kind of thing. Uh, but to have uh, I, I, I just as you know I, I'm kind of funny. I don't like my elevators to make weird noises and jerk and jump. I don't want my ground to do it either. Uh, you know, I'm just funny that way. Uh, you know, I like for my ground to stay still. Uh, you know, uh, I like for it to be where I left it. Uh, you know, I, that just kind of uh, bothers me. Can you imagine coming out of the darkness and uh, you know, then all of a sudden the ground goes to shaking? Uh, you know, they knew something uh, was special. Something was different uh, about 
this, uh, this crucifixion. Very simply, uh, what we have uh, over these uh, six miracles uh, is the Heavenly Father uh, who is putting His uh, divine uh, stamp uh, on the events, uh, recognizing, uh, making known that uh, this is important. Uh, that there's something special, something, uh, something changing, uh, some life-altering uh, event that is taking place uh, here uh, as uh, these miracles take place. And the earth, uh, as it began uh, to shake, there's several things uh, that uh, I want to look at uh, in this passage. And uh, one of them is the truth uh, of the earthquake, the truth uh, of, this, uh, of this quake. As we look at it, uh, let's uh, kind of look at this statement. The statement of the fact says, uh, what the, uh, the evidence in front of us says, Jesus, uh, when he cried out with a loud voice, gave up the ghost, behold, the veil of the temple uh, was uh, was uh, rent in twain from top to bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks were rent. Now, for most people, uh, most people gathered here today, uh, I would assume that's enough. Uh, that uh, that that the, the, you know we, we kind of uh, you know we, we're kind of like those uh, bumper stickers and things. Says the Bible says it. Uh, I believe it, and that settles it. Uh, well, uh, the truth of the matter is, the Bible says it. That settles it, uh, and, and you might as well believe it. So, uh, you know, for most of us here uh, this morning, that statement of fact uh, in Matthew 27, verse 51, uh, says all we need to know uh, about the earthquake. But reality says uh, that the world we live in today, uh, there are the possibility, uh, quite likely, of those who are uh, who may uh, hear on uh, hear us uh, on the internet this morning, maybe even uh, in this room who go, you know, is that really true? Uh, did that really happen? Let's, you know, is that the, the, is actually uh, a statement uh, of fact? And so as uh, we look at this, uh, again, we see the events. Christ uh, shouts and the earth uh, begins uh, to shake. And one of the things that uh, we see about this uh, that testifies to the strength of this earthquake uh, again, I, I asked a while ago, had anybody here uh, ever experienced an earthquake? And nobody, nobody raised their hand. Uh, but, you know, it's been several times lately uh, that it's been reported in the news or, and uh, that there was a, uh, a, you know, a small tremor uh, that took place uh, here in our area. Uh, but most of us, we didn't know. You know and, and I remember reading about uh, those quakes and, uh, you know, there were people who said, you know, or seeing them on the news saying, yeah, I felt it, but I just thought it was a truck going by. You know, it just didn't even, you know, it didn't even, you know, it didn't even register uh, in their mind that there was something uh, cataclysmic that the earth was moving under them. They just thought, uh, again, a truck went by, uh, you know, somebody dropped something in the kitchen. Uh, you know, they didn't know. They just, you know, it wasn't that big a deal to them. This was a big deal. We know because it says the earthquake and the rocks, it says, uh, were broken uh, in two. Not just cracked, uh, you know, uh, not just uh, shifted uh, out of place, but uh, they were uh, broken apart. And we're going to look 
and uh, in, uh, in the coming weeks uh, at another event that took part, uh, was part of this earthquake, uh, that around Golgotha uh, the graves were opened up. Uh, and graves were uh, and graves were uh, opened, and uh, it says uh, we have uh, the record here that the Romans saw the earthquake, and it says they feared greatly is what Scripture says. So this was not uh, again when this earthquake took place, there weren't people standing there going, "Must have been a big truck went by on the interstate." Uh, this was an event uh, of such a, a magnitude uh, that, uh, that everyone knew something out of the ordinary uh, was taking place. It also occurred, uh, it tells us, at, at the end as, as the Savior uh, shouted uh, from the cross. And, and don't think for a moment that, that, was, uh, that, that the people gathered there didn't make that connection. He shouted, the earth shook. Uh, you know, that they didn't make uh, you know, that, that reasonable uh, uh, connection uh, between uh, the two. And they, again, they, the, the people, uh, you know, and they, they, over the period of the day, uh, their opinion uh, of these events was slowly being, uh, was being changed uh, by the miracles and by what they were witnessing again. We had the testimony uh, of the Roman guard who has eventually come to the point uh, where watching these events transpire was finally moved uh, to say, surely this was the Son of God. And so these events began slowly but surely uh, to testify uh, to, the, uh, to the power, uh, to the magnitude, to the importance uh, of the event. One of the curious questions we're not sure of uh, about this earthquake is, uh, is, is, is this reach. Uh, how far did the whole earth shake? Was it just right there around the, uh, the cross? Uh, my personal opinion, uh, which that and a couple bucks will get you a cup of coffee, uh, is that the whole earth shook. Uh, that when Christ shouted and, and the Father, uh, you know, He kind of more or less reached down and took the earth like this. And, <laughs> you know, like when you ever shook a snow globe? Uh, you know, that he kind of shook it up a little bit. And, and everybody in the world, uh, whether they were there or not, knew that something was taking place. Somewhere, something uh, was going on uh, in that time. And uh, I, I just, uh, my opinion of reading this and, uh, and looking at the events, uh, that it expanded far beyond Judea, uh, that everyone was uh, a witness uh, to this. Now, uh, let me say this. Uh, and where I started a moment ago, uh, again, for most of everybody listening this morning, the fact that the Bible says there was an earthquake is good enough for me. But let me tell you, there are uh, quite a few accounts from outside of the Bible uh, that corroborate uh, the story uh, of uh, an earthquake. Uh, again, the fact that uh, Matthew wrote it uh, is good enough uh, for most of us, but the fact... Um, that Matthew wrote it, uh, again, one of the things about all of these miracles that is important to remember is they're recorded here in the Gospels. They're recorded here for us to read. But these were available to you know, the people of that time could read these too. 
And we have no account anywhere in history of anybody saying, oh, no, 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 That's, that deal about the darkness? No, that didn't happen. You know, that thing about the veil in the temple? No, that wasn't, that's not true. That earthquake? No. Wasn't no earthquake. You know, these, were, these were documents that people were, were seeing and, and, and reading, and we have no record of anybody ever saying, Matthew, he's a liar. Yeah. Matthew's making that up. That didn't happen. Uh, it, it's, again, there's no opposition from anybody. So we have some outside of the Bible uh, accounts, but we don't have any opposition to the story. We have nobody who says, no, that's not true. Now, let's talk about the type of earthquake for a moment. Let's talk about what kind of event was this. Again, it's like I said about the darkness. It was a supernatural, God-inspired moment. Now, stick with me for just a moment. I think this is really important about this story. Earthquakes happen. Everybody agree with that statement? Yeah. Earthquakes are events. They are even natural events. They take place. There's probably at this very moment, somewhere in the world, an earthquake taking place. It may not be huge, but there's an earthquake taking place. It is a natural event. We are familiar here in the United States with what is known as the San Andreas Fault. And earthquakes typically take place where what is known, and I'm sorry for taking you to science this morning, but bear with me for a moment. There's, there's a point here. Typically, what we see is earthquakes take place as a result, again, of natural uh, events. That where two large pieces of earth, they call them plates, come together, that there's pressure on those plates. And they're constantly, they're sliding and moving back and forth. And what happens as an earthquake is that suddenly and explosively, one of those plates, you know, they're kind of always in a, in a point of friction. But it's kind of like snapping your fingers. You, know, you press and finally it snaps. You know. It happens kind of quick, but same thing with an earthquake. Naturally speaking, right now at this very moment, all around the world, under the seas, at various places, there are, they say that there is a fault line that runs right through here. That's what these big rocks out here are part of. That they're part of a smaller fault line uh, on the eastern shore. And those two, those two places, they meet, and at any given moment, the pressure of the earth coming together, one of them will shift violently and cause an earthquake. Earthquakes happen. They happen naturally. That's not what happened to you. That's my point. That's what I want you to see today, right, real, real quick for a moment, it, it, is that you know, there are some who may look and say, what's the big deal about an earthquake? Well, there, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if at any moment those of you who have smartphones and have news set up where the news feeds to your phone, I wouldn't be surprised at any point to open up my phone 
and boy, I would be surprised if it was on there right now when I just said that. If I opened up my phone and it said, this just in, earthquake in California, earthquake in Japan, you know, earthquake in Haiti, I wouldn't be surprised by that, would you? I mean, that happened. That's not what happened this day. This earthquake was not a result of nature. A, this was not a natural event. This was a supernatural event. As I said a moment ago, I believe that the simplest way to describe it was this was God reaching down and grabbing earth and saying, Hey, nobody pay attention to what's happening on Calvary today. This isn't just an ordinary crucifixion. This isn't just anybody on a cross. Pay attention. Look at what's going on here. This is again, uh, this is uh, again another example of what I'm talking about. Is rain is natural. It rains. Water falls. It evaporates. It falls again. But we pray for rain. And God sometimes supernaturally intervenes and sends rain. He's done that in Scripture. Sometimes He has supernaturally intervened and stopped the rain. Different than what naturally occurs. What I want you to understand clearly about this earthquake this morning is this didn't just happen to be the fault line shifting at the exact moment Jesus hung on the cross. This was a supernatural, miraculous event. God interfering. God stepping in. Just like the darkness uh, two weeks ago, there is no natural event that causes darkness to sweep over the earth. It was a supernatural interaction, interference of God stepping in and performing a miraculous uh, event. It was caused completely and immediately by an act of God's will. You see the difference? Earthquakes happen. It's part of nature. Part of the design of God. This earthquake happened because God said, like in Genesis, let there be an earthquake. Let there be an earthquake. Let the earth shake. It was, uh, again, it, it was a result of God interfering and stepping in to time, stepping in to earth's business and performing a miraculous uh, event. Wasn't like any natural earthquake before since. There have been earthquakes, thousands of earthquakes. Been more earthquakes recorded in the last 15, 20 years than in the last 100 years before. Earthquakes happen. This earthquake was different. God stepping in. It was solely and completely an act of the will of God. It was God saying, You're crucifying my son. This event matters. And as proof of everything, of this being different, of this being something, the supernatural event takes place 
Why was it? Why, why can I say that? First of all, because it coincided with the death of Jesus. It coincided with, with, with the death. Again, it, it, it's, it's very clear when you read the Gospels. The earthquake didn't cause the death of Jesus. The earthquake wasn't just something that happened at the time Jesus died. But the earthquake occurred as a result of Jesus dying. The earthquake occurred as a result of the crucifixion. It coincided with the darkness. As the darkness ended and the veil was torn, the earth shook. There's an obvious timeline that is taking place. It coincides with the shout of victory from the cross. Christ didn't shout because the earthquake scared him. The earth shook because Christ shouted in victory. I believe maybe an even more accurate word for what took place was the earth trembled. I think that's a more accurate way of saying it. That the earth witnessed what man was doing to the blameless, sinless Son of God and was shook. Have you ever been so afraid you shook? I believe the earth trembled as it watched what was taking place to the Messiah. That the earth trembled at that sight. Finally, it coincided again with the breaking of the rocks and the opening of the graves. All these things again are just Kicking off. Any of you ever, your children or you, did you ever play, did you ever, do you remember the little game called Mousetrap? Anybody, you, you remember the game? The game was, was this. You, you went along and you moved your little mouse and you built the trap. And it had all kinds of little gears and whistles and bells and balls and different things. When you got it all built, Ooh, I forgot that new altar was there. I thought I was a goner. Uh, you, know, it, uh, you, know, you built that, uh, you built that uh, trap, and eventually you come to the place where you started it. And the ball fell, and this happened, and this happened, and each one of those things, till finally a little basket come down and caught the mouse. Those of you who said you don't know what I'm talking about, your life has been somehow diminished and you should run out after church and get you a, co- uh, get you a game called Mousetrap. That's the way these events are. Crucifixion, darkness, veil being torn, shout, earthquake, they're all taking place and Golgotha as it shakes all around us. And, and, and I'm going to get ahead of myself for a moment. The, the graves were open, but not all the graves, just select graves around Golgotha were opened up. Again, everything that is taking place here is taking place according to God's scale. Now, the question comes, then so what? That, that's, that's my favorite question about Scripture, to be honest. So what? What difference does it make? I want to talk to you finally about the testimony 
of this earthquake. What then is the, what part does the earthquake play in all these events? Would we be any less saved if there wouldn't have been an earthquake at the crucifixion? No. Would, the, would, would, would salvation be fundamentally different had there not been an earthquake at the crucifixion? No, I don't, I don't see any reason there would have been. So what was, the, what was the role, what was the part of the crucifixion in the testimony of Jesus? And uh, this whole, what, what did, part did it play? What, was, what testimony did it play? Obviously, again, just like the darkness, just like the veil, all of these miracles play one part. Every one of these miracles stand to show that God, the God of heaven, is looking down and saying, that's my son. You're not just crucifying another thief. You're not just crucifying an ordinary person. You're crucifying the sinless son of God. And the God of heaven is aware and watch. I keep thinking back, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, one of the things the Jews kept saying to Jesus over and over again through His earthly ministry, they kept saying to Him, give us a sign if you're really who you say you are. I just keep hearing those words, give us a sign if you're really who you say you are. And God on that day of crucifixion said, Okay. You want a sign? Have three hours of darkness. You want a sign? Pay attention. Here's your sign. You want a sign that this is my son? You want a sign that this man on that middle cross is different? Here's you a couple of them. Enjoy your your dark time lunch. Whew, the lights came on. Okay, enjoy a good rock and roll. (laughs) How's this for a sign? The Romans had crucified scores of people. Nothing like this had ever happened. But they wanted a sign. How's this for a sign? How's this for a sign? We're going to bust up some rocks. We're going to open some graves. We're going to turn the ground under your feet to jello for a little while. How's this for a sign that this man, this man is special? Like that sign? There's you a sign. There's you a sign that tells you that this man, he's different. Listen, when we, when we read this story and we see what's being said here and we see what's taking place, I don't think you have to, you, you don't have to have been present to know that after that crucifixion, I just know 
there were people who left that crucifixion going, we ain't coming anymore, do we? <laughs> no. Yeah. Next time they have one of them, we leave them down. Yeah. We, we're not getting involved. There were Roman soldiers who applied for retirement that afternoon. Yeah. And no, you're not getting them. No. Yeah. No more. I've seen enough today. We asked for a sign. We got a sign. I got a feeling, Bible doesn't record it, but I can only imagine that there was a, a, a hastily called meeting of the Sanhedrin that evening. Going, what in the world did we do? <laughs> what was that? This earthquake. You know, honestly, of all the signs to me, now, and, and this is just the way maybe I'm wired. I'm not volunteering for three hours of darkness at lunchtime, but I think I'd get through that. I don't want nothing to do with an earthquake. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with an earthquake. Nothing. Can you imagine, again, their thoughts, what was going through their head? Listen, as we look at these events and we think about these, Every one of these uh, lead us to that conclusion, this series of miracles that proceed and go on, and the testimony, again, Calvary, answering back. I want to remind you <coughs> of one of the greatest pieces of this story. <coughs> Some of you may have made this connection. Do you remember what happened in the Old Testament when Moses went up on the Sinai and was given the law? Anybody remember what happened? There was a, a special event happened that day too. Come on now. A bunch of Bible scholars here. Help me out. This is the question and answer period. What happened on Sinai when Moses received the law? Anybody? Wow, yeah. Earthquake. Earthquake. The earth shook. When they were given the law, the earth shook. When they were given grace, the earth shook. When the law was overcome by grace, the earth shook. Sinai was the sinner's ruin because we can't live to the law. We can't live up to the standards of the law. There, there are some people this morning who are listening to my voice, who are trying their best to be good. I've had people tell me that very statement. You ask them, how do you get to heaven? And they'll say, well, you keep the Ten Commandments. That sounds good. The problem is you can't do it. Remember what Paul said? Paul said, I was checking the Ten Commandments off. Hadn't killed anybody. Hadn't committed adultery. Hadn't dishonored the Sabbath. And I got down to that one that says, Thou shalt not cut it. And I realized I was guilty of all. The earthquake at Sinai was sinners' ruins. 
The earthquake today symbolizes the sinner's rescue. That Jesus Christ was dying on Calvary. Listen, Sinai was God's voice of condemnation. Calvary is God's voice of deliverance. Listen, this earthquake at Sinai was a result of the curse of sin. This earthquake on Calvary was a result of the curse being broken. The curse being removed. The Bible tells us we know that the whole earth groans. Groans. Travaileth together in pain until now. The weight of sin. But it says also in Romans, the earnest expectation of the creation waited for the manifestation of the Son of God. The earthquake was a sign that things were changing, that something was different in that day. Something was different of that day. And then the Bible speaks of a day when all of earth will be delivered from the curse of sin. Folks, that day could be today. I veer off for a moment here. Well, not really veer off. Just kind of really change kind of the subject for just a moment. Over the last month, I have been asked repeatedly, and I have heard this conversation numerous times about how all the events that are going on with Russia and the Ukraine, how do those fit in to end-time events? Is this the end of the world? I've heard that. You've heard that, I'm sure. You've heard people discussing how does it fit in. And here's my answer. With all the scholarly, theological wisdom I can muster, I don't know. And anybody who says they do is a liar. Okay? Here's what I do know. That since the day Jesus ascended in the book of Acts, and those angels appeared to his disciples and said, This same Jesus who you see leaving will come again. We've been living in the last days. Is what's going on overseas a sign of the end of times? Yeah. Does it mean it's going to happen today? No. Could it happen today? Yeah. Any other questions? There's my eschatology. Tommy's been studying the book of Revelation in their Sunday school class. There's mine. We're in the last days. Better be ready. Because this world, it's going to be shook again. It's going to be shook again. It was shook when the law came. It was shook when grace came. And it's going to be shook as it's never been shook. Shaken. Shooken. When Jesus comes. 
If you're not ready today to meet Jesus, you should be shaking. You should be trembling. For today is the day of salvation. The darkness, the veil, the earthquake, every one of these events, the next three we're going to look at, all three of them say that that man that died on that middle cross was special. That that event was different. That there has nothing in history taken place that compared to that day. And he did it for you. If you're here today and you know Christ as your personal Savior, can I ask you, can I invite you to take a moment and just kneel and say, Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to say thank you for dying for me, for saving me. Larry every now and then gets up and stands there and says, we all ought to be up here testifying. We ought to all, if you know Jesus Christ, we everyone ought to be on our hands and knees before God saying, thank you, Lord, for saving me. But you're here today, and you don't know Jesus Christ personally. All these miracles took place to show you and to prove to you that that man on that center cross was special. And he died for your sins so that you could be saved, so that you could have eternal life in Jesus Christ. I want to ask you to bow your heads this morning. Christians, we're grateful for our salvation. Thank you, Lord. We sing that song every now and then. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. It was such a magnificent, history-changing event that God intervened in nature and shook the earth to get your attention. This morning, he sent me here to tell you about those events, to remind you of your need for a Savior. If you don't know him, would you come? Christians, would you thank you? Father, we thank you today for your word. God, we ask you, Lord, to stir our hearts. God, just as you shook the earth on the day of your son's crucifixion. Father, I pray that you will shed lives today, that you will shed hearts. God, they'll recognize their need of a Savior. God, they'll see that they need to know Jesus Christ personally. God, today will be the day of salvation. God, the Christians, those that know you, those that claim you as Savior, Heavenly Father, that they will remember that earth-shaking event the day you saved them. God, that you would give us gratitude and thankfulness for salvation. God, I pray this morning, God, we all have lost family and loved ones, friends. God, if we come into the Easter season, one of the times of the year that many people are thankful. 
about church and about God and about godly things. God, give us a burden for someone that we share the good news of Jesus Christ. God, we begin to pray for them today. Christ will save themselves. God, I pray your Holy Spirit and you to have a little bit of a We do the honor for us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And as we say it again. Thank you. 